Uh, it's going to be an interesting subject tonight, and we're kind of going to sit back on this word. We're, we're going to talk about things more than preach um, so that we can interact with people uh, that are joining us online. Um, so that's really going to be our focus tonight. Uh, so instead of it being a preach, we just want to spend time sharing uh, from the scriptures. Um, we're going to be focused on a lot of the comments and things that uh, are happening. Uh, there's a few a few uh, questions and things that are, are that people have had that uh, I want to uh, deal with today. Welcome, Keith from Liverpool. Good to see you. <laughs> Welcome. Good to have you join us online. Excellent. So, thank you, Father. Yeah, we'll just give it another couple of minutes. Um, so, like I said, we're going to uh, be hitting on a few topics. Uh, we want to be talking about how we're taking the thoughts captive, how we're walking in a spiritual life, but also how we are dealing with uh, the false when... when uh, Believers are led astray. What are the devices of the enemy and how do we handle them? So we're going to be looking at stuff like that um, because the reality is there's there's a lot of nonsense out there and um, it's not difficult or it hasn't been difficult for people to get deceived as uh, people look to prey on the uneducated or those who don't have understanding or knowledge in the spirit. So what we want to do is we want to bring forth words of encouragement. Sonaman, good to see you in Oregon. Welcome. Thanks for joining. Um, so it is going to be an interesting topic tonight. And, uh, you know, I want to have you, you know, ready on the chats as we share tonight, because, you know, this is something that is very important. And I believe that, uh, you know, we're going to deal with things like the angel of light, how Satan parades like an angel of light, how he wants to uh, bring a form of something that looks like it's truth. But really, when you when you go back and study the truth, you've got to ask the question, does this weigh up? And so often uh, we are taught from the perspective of, you know, just close your eyes to that. You know, don't worry too much about that. Um, you know, have you ever heard uh, someone say, hi, Christy, welcome, thanks for joining, good to see you. Have you ever heard someone say to you, you know, just, you know, you know you're not going to agree with anything, just eat the, the meats and things on the plate and just push all the other stuff off to the side, don't worry. You know, basically, you just come and, and get a little portion or a little something that you can eat and that's going to be fine. Well, really, is that fine? Is that how we should be receiving the word? Is that how we should be walking? What do we do when we see false teaching, when we see uh, people being led astray? So anyway, we're, we're going to, you know, look, um, I don't know how this is, is going to pan out. Um, as I was praying and really pressing in, I really wanted to come at this not really with a whole bunch of notes of here's a, a teacher, here's a lesson. I just want to come at it from the basis of walking the life. Hi, Russell. Good to see you. And we've got B there as well in Texas. Welcome. Thanks for joining with us. Yeah. So, like I said, I want to have interaction as we share. 
you know, I'm going to talk about experiences, things that I have been through in my life, things that I have witnessed. And uh, look, there's so much stuff that I've witnessed that um, I'm not going to share in public, you know, because of the people involved uh, and their positions uh, on the international stages and things like that. So I'm not going to talk about that. But what we might talk about is we might talk about some of the examples of the things that uh, we have witnessed in identifying what is false. So it's going to be a great night tonight. And uh, because of that, you know, I really encourage you, share this. Um, if you've got people that, you know, are, are fighting anxiety and really full of fear concerning Am I walking in truth? What does truth really look like? Then I encourage you, you know, send them a private message right now saying, hey, you know, I just want to invite you. Just uh, come on board and uh, just connect as we go through this. Um, because, like I said, it's not going to be a normal teach. Who knows? I might start flowing in a teach mode or we might just be chatting on this, going through this. But uh you know, I really want us to get to a place where we are comfortable in his presence because we know the truth. And it's the knowing of the truth that sets us free. So if we want to truly understand how to deal with uh, wolf and sheep's clothing, if we want to know how to deal with deception, the best way to overcome and to have victory over what the the schemes of the enemy are seeking to do to deceive you, to destroy you, is to have a clear understanding of what the truth is. Uh, many of you have heard the examples of, you know, the Federal Reserve, and they, they, they make everyone spend all their time, just hours and hours and hours and hours in training. You have to hold what is real. And if you are so connected to that which is real, when a counterfeit comes along, it's just so easy to discern. But, you know, what do we have in the faith walk? Um, what we have in the faith walk is we have this whole thing going on where, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the horse with the blinkers on. You know, you've got the blinkers on so you can see where you're going so you don't get put off by the cars and the traffic that are on the same road, you know, or other things that could cause the horse to spook so they put these blinders on so the horse only sees what's directly in front and we walk into many situations under teachers into congregations uh, into relationships and we just put these blinkers on and we say well you know this is the road we're walking on you know uh, do we have to be on the same page you know what does it mean to walk in unity with the, the brethren. How do we walk in unity? What does that look like? And why do we have so much confusion and such a mess? Why have we got so many denominations, so many different types of uh, teachings? And man, I tell you, you know, look, some of the emails I get, um, the things that uh, are said are, are Man, they're just so out there. You know, I get sent these little videos and like, oh, yeah, praise Yahovah. This is just such a mighty move of the Spirit. I'm watching it and I'm almost wanting to throw up. I'm like, if that's a move of the Spirit, you know, where is the discernment? Can we wake up? Can we get to the place where, you know, we can just... 
Ah, oh, recognize with a spirit of discernment what is truth and what is not truth. You know, how, how can we go through the, the journey of life and just not deal with what is right and what is wrong? You know, we want to walk in the light. We shared this the other day, you know, about living in the light, the importance of the light and how it disperses darkness. Hallelujah. So anyway, we're going to come to a place of prayer in a second. Let's just have a look who's joined us. We've got Anne uh, from Littitz, Pennsylvania. Thanks for joining with us. We've got Lola. Where where are you, Lola? What country are you in? Um, We've got um, Julianne uh, in Wisconsin. Thanks for joining with us. Excellent. So like I said, uh, with this teaching tonight or this session that we're going to have, let's call it that, um, we're just going to be pressing in, talking about some examples, some about some key things on dealing with wolves and sheep's clothing, you know, so that we don't have to be anxious and concerned. Are we falling into the traps? We have a responsibility to know the word and to walk in the ways of Yehovah. Welcome, D. Uh, Lola in Florida. Excellent. Thanks for joining. That's great. Yeah. So, yep, Satan has binded people with his lies. That's what Rai says. That's right. Yeah, he has. And, um, you know, it's important for us to talk about these things. It's important for us to uh, take some time out where we're not just... Look, I believe that what we're going to talk about today and how we're going to go through this session will be edifying and encouraging. And I really believe that it will bring a freedom uh, to many. And, uh, you know, we're talking about coming to the place of safety and security in his presence. Welcome, Scarlett. Good to see you. How are you doing down there in Texas? Welcome. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, shalom. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, hallelujah. So let's uh, let's uh, let's just take a second in prayer. Like like I said, you know, hit share on this right now. Tell people about this. Uh, message people as we're going along here. I really believe this is going to be an important uh, message and time. Uh, hi, Marvin. Welcome. Thanks for joining with us. So, Father, we want to thank you for this time. We thank you for this day. And, Father, we just release the light of your Holy Spirit over our lives. Father, we want to come against all assignments of darkness. We want to come against wolf and sheep's clothing. We want to break decisive and destructive spirits that seek to destroy the body of Messiah. And we ask, Father, for supernatural protection around our lives. We ask, Father, that you will help us make right decisions, Father, uh, that you will give us the boldness of the Spirit, that we will be able to walk in the power of your name. And, Father, we recognize it says in the Word, the knowing of the truth is what sets us free. So as we share and we just uh, hang out tonight uh, as the body, Father, we we ask that you will minister to us and just bring forth your words of encouragement in this session in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, I tell you, I'm just going to be led by the Spirit through each step and... uh, like I said, I'm just trying to pull right back here. So we're just 
We're just chilling out in a living room tonight. That's what we're doing. We're just talking about things, um, you know, so that we can just take this little journey together and be encouraged. Welcome, Esther. Good to see you in uh, Australia. Welcome. Great to have you with us. So let's just uh, take a a pause a sec where we're going to start here, you know. Obviously, I want to share the scripture in Matthew chapter 5, uh, Matthew chapter 7, sorry, verse uh, verse 13. I just want to read this section. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Then in verse 15, here's the key. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. So we want to get to a place where we are understanding what the Spirit is saying in the midst of the people that we know, the people that we walk with. We don't have to be in fear. You know, it's not like we're interrogating people. Because when we're walking with people, you'll get a witness in the Spirit. You know, you'll get the Holy Spirit will give you that inner witness of what's happening. But like I said, just in the intros, we're just sort of warming up into this. Um, you know, we hear about coming to the table in a place of fellowship where we know we're environments where we there's so much division in the things that we believe versus what is being said well I'll just eat the meats and the things that I can get off the plate and all the rest I'm just going to put to the side so the question is what is your motive in that location why are you there if you know that what's been taught and what's been said in that environment uh, there's, there's so much stuff that's been delivered in that environment that is just not good then why are you there so we can go into areas and speak the words of truth to encourage and to strengthen. But if we are looking at uh, where we are setting up base and, and those that we are fellowshipping with, if there's clear lies of deception and we're just pushing those things to the side, even though we recognize this is not the truth that we believe, it's not the way that we are called to walk because this is not how we see the scripture being taught, then, you know, there's going to come a day where that environment is is basically going to bite you. It's going to bite you because if you know and the Father's already given you discernment that that is not truth, yet you stay submitted into that environment, it's going to cost you something. So we want to be people who recognize that which is real and we walk in the real. So how do we do that? We do that by spending time in the Spirit. I just want to read an email. Uh, I'm not going to say the person's name, but I got an email and look, you know, I get emails like this. You know, I could probably read a few of them, but they pretty much say the same thing. Um, this person wrote to me a question, a salvation question. Hello, 
Long story short, I struggle with severe anxiety and fear over my salvation and if I'm saved or not. I see that you have a close relationship with the Holy Spirit and I was hoping that you could ask him if I am saved or not and let me know. Thank you. People are struggling in the place of anxiety. They're in a place many times. How how does someone get to this place where they are in severe anxiety and struggling over salvation? And listen, if you are uh, if you're listening right now and you're you're online right now and listening to us, I'm not going to share who your name is or anything like that. And I will write to you personally and talk with you. But, you know, it was this email that actually sparked. Maybe we should just do something on this because this is, this is I think, the second or third email I've had in the last week in this sort of area. And it's quite interesting. But each email has mentioned anxiety. Um People are anxious. Am I saved? Uh, Am I in the way? Why? Is it because someone's been coming against you, coming against your walk, coming against uh, the foundation of your faith? Do you feel like you're in that place of weakness because you're newly saved or you feel separated from Yehovah? Then, you know, what, what is the word for you in this situation? The very fact that you are reaching out you know, firstly, you're telling me what you're suffering with. You're suffering with anxiety and fear. Uh, you know, these things are haunting you. Why are they haunting you? Is it because of what someone has said to you? Is it uh, what someone is speaking into your life? Um, do we know the truth concerning salvation? Do we know the truth? Are we pressing in? And, you know, I just want to call out to to the people who are in that place where they're struggling over salvation. It's not that you need to come to someone like me and say, look, do you get a word? Is this this a word that you've got? Um, You know, if you just give me a word and say I'm saved, then I know I'm, I'm, I'm saved, right? You know, but look, this is not how we're called to go to man. No, what we need to do is we've got to divert this question back to the Holy Spirit, back into his presence. So how am I going to counsel in this situation? No, I'm not going to go to prayer to ask the Father, give me a word, is this individual saved or not? No, I'm going to call this individual, speak with them and communicate with them and just spend a little bit of time just going through what are these struggles? What's causing this anxiety? You know, what is your story? And let's let's take this before Yehovah. We want to really press into this and understand, you know, how do we get rid of this anxiety? Yeah, Hannah just posted a tag that she wrote uh um, a blog on this uh, on Inspire Truth that you can go to. Excellent. Thanks for that, Hannah. Uh, welcome, Cheryl. Good to see you. <laughs> Sorry I'm late. No, no one's late. Everyone's on time. <laughs> All right. No one knows what time we're going to start this. So really, the foundation is we want to take people back to the Word. Okay? We want to take them back to the Word and get to the place where we inquire of Yehovah. 
sometimes we've got to go all the way back to basics. When we're dealing with uh, false prophets and we're dealing with, with those who, uh, you know, they're, they look like sheep, but inwardly they're ferocious wolves. It says, by their fruit they will recognize them. Well, you know, what type of thing are we talking about here? If you've got wolf in sheep's clothing, man, they, their entire life's goal is destruction, their entire life's goal is destruction. That's what happens. What does the fallacy enter through the narrow gate? Why does the gate that leads to destruction? So how do you discover uh, those who are wolves that are seeking to devour the sheep? Well, let me tell you something. I, I like how it says, it says, it says, watch out for false prophets. It doesn't say just work, watch out for false believers. These are proclaimers. These are people who sound like they are speaking the truth, but what they're doing is they're encouraging you to walk down this wide road. You know, this is what religion wants you to do. It wants to take you to a place, to take you into extra-biblical zones where the truth of what's over here becomes more important than the truth of what's written here. And, you know, that's the spirit of religion. You know, that's the wolf of the spirit of religion. So when we're dealing with uh, what is false, false prophets and wolves, when we're dealing with this, it says we will know them by the fruit. Are they continually bringing us back to the word? Are they, you know, what's the key element of a prophet to call the people back to be engaged within the scripture, within context? That's what uh, the true calling of the prophet is. Yes, there's times when the prophetic word will come forth and it's very direct. It's like your mail is being read and it's so crystal clear and powerful by the Spirit as words of knowledge and prophecies come forth. Yes, and we'll hear prophecies concerning nations, concerning people, concerning ministries and so on and so forth. And that's all healthy stuff. But the reality is if words are taking us out of the way of truth, then what what's really happening? You're not going to see the fruit of the Spirit. Why? There's only one place that we can receive the fruit of the Spirit, and that is if we are walking in His ways. If we're not walking in His ways, obeying His commands, we are not going to see the fullness of the fruit of the Spirit. Yes, I know there's people who don't have a clear understanding of the whole way, and we see the hand of the Father on their life, how He is leading them. That's important. Uh, you know, we're not judging people for where they are, but we have to deal differently with leadership. We have to deal differently with those who are speaking into our lives. But when it comes down to salvation issues when it comes down to am I saved am I not well firstly you know that spirit of anxiety that spirit of fear that is attacking you is not the spirit of God concerning you or salvation this is the enemy he's put so much anxiety and fear in you that you can't even concentrate long enough to identify your own identity and that's the plan of the enemy. So I can see clearly, even in the writing of that short few line uh, email from someone in a desperate place seeking answers, I can see clearly that Hasatan 
is at work. And, uh, you know, what does it say in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5? We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of Elohim. And we take captive just a few thoughts and make them obedient to the Messiah. Is that what it says in your version? No, that's not what it says in mine. <laughs> it says we take captive every thought to make it obedient to the Messiah. And what's interesting about this portion of Scripture, here we have the word. It doesn't say that you just take things from time to time and make them obedient to the Messiah. No, every single thought, every thought. So come on, every thought. You have got to be continually in the place where we test our thoughts, we test our life against the scripture, because that's where we find our hope. That's where our hope comes from. So we want to uh, we we want to recognize that yes, there are false prophets that are coming. You know, in Matthew chapter twenty-four, we see this as well. In Matthew twenty-four, so what we don't want is we don't want a spirit of anxiety, right? You know. A wolf in sheep's clothing cannot bear good fruit, okay? So if you've seen the Father mightily walking in someone with good fruit and you're seeing that that is clearly good fruit from the Spirit and, you know, you've seen it over and over, it's potentially or not, that's not a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know, when I was 17 years old, I've shared this story on a few occasions, you know, I was in Bracknell in Berkshire. I ended up in this holiness uh, church, uh, Pentecostal church. And um, I'm just there in the congregation. I'm 17. You know, we have praise and worship and stuff. And everything's great. Everything's fine. And then the pastor stands up to pray. And, uh, you know, he was famous. He was on television and different stuff in a sport and things like that in the UK. I'm not going to say his name or anything. But anyway... So he's praying, and as he's praying, I get this word from Yahovah, very clear. This pastor's a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's, he's having sexual affairs with many women in this church. And, and, and he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. And he's in the middle of his prayer. And I, this word is coming to me so strong. I don't know him. I've maybe been in this fellowship uh, two or three times. Yeah, maybe five or six times, maybe, yeah. But, you know, I've not been there that long, maybe just over a month. And I've not had any conflict or anything that's going on. All of a sudden, I get the download of this word, and then the Holy Spirit says, deal with it, proclaim it in this place. Oh, my goodness me. Are you kidding me? Yes, 17 years old. So there I am, I stand up and I say, uh, in the middle of his prayer, he hasn't even said his amen in his prayer. I said, you're a wolf in sheep's clothing, and this is what you're involved in. And I come against you in the name of Yeshua, the Messiah, and I break that spirit in you, and I say it's exposed today in Yeshua's name. Well, let me tell you something. My feet never, <laughs> never touched another stone on that property again. I had deacons, elders, and all sorts, you know. They came and they grabbed me. They literally picked me up. 
Man, I'm telling you, I talk about getting manhandled. I get picked up, and I'm just a skinny little thing anyway, probably, you know, like 120 pounds or something like that. I'm picked up, and I'm taken out of the fellowship, and I'm thrown on the grass verge like a, you know, like a, a bag of trash, you know? And I get up, you know, grass marks all over me, and they just throw me on the grass hill, you know? And uh, I'm like, oh, wow, come I'd never experienced anything like this before. I hadn't uh, experienced this. Yes, I knew what it was like to walk in prophecy. I knew what it was like to walk in the Spirit. I know the voice of the Spirit. And this is what we have to be, a people who understand the voice of the Spirit. Why? My sheep know my voice. One of the greatest ways to protect us against wolves against angel of light, against false prophets, against false teachers, against uh, deceivers, swindlers. How do we get protection? We know the truth. We know what the Holy Spirit is saying. We are those who seek him to know him. You know, I worked on the on the farms when I was young, you know, my grandparents had two and a half thousand acres. When they sold that, I went down to the neighbor's farm who also had over 2,000 acres or two and a half thousand acres as well. And I worked on uh, the sheep farm, uh, Flemington Farm and the borders in Scotland. And um, I'd go down there and, and serve in the holidays and uh, work on the sheep farm. And one thing that just was so amazing, which I loved, you know, we would go you know, hours into the mountains, uh, into the middle of nowhere. Man, you're you're talking, you were traveling. If you went on horse, it'd take you a few days to go around. You'd stay in the shepherd's huts up in the mountains uh, as you're going around checking on the sheep and stuff. And anyway, the shepherd would get to a location. He'd get to a location, and there would be like hundreds and hundreds of acres of land all out there and the sheep are just roaming over the hills you know it's not like you know there's not like fields you know this is just mountains you know they can wander whatever they like and he just whistles on them and he shouts on the sheep and whoever they do it you know and he shouts on the sheep and you know especially at the border of another farm so you'd have a, a dike wall one of those old-fashioned dike walls dry stone dikes and here on the left is the neighboring farm and there's sheep and stuff in there. And then here we are near that wall. The shepherd is calling on his sheep. All of the sheep over to the left from the other farm, not one of them is confused. Not one of them is like, hey, is that our shepherd? Um, did someone hear our shepherd? Was that our shepherd making a call? Not one of them. Every one of them are eating the grass. But all the sheep on this side... They're coming running. Here they are coming running. They are coming because the shepherd is calling. And, you know, it's not like they're hearing the shepherd's voice every single day. But he's the one who cares for them. He's the one that was there when they were born. He's the one that's nurturing them. You're talking, you know, two and a half thousand acre farm and uh, thousands of sheep. You know, you're not just, you know, but they understood the voice of the shepherd. They weren't put out but when I looked at that field on the other side you know what was incredible just to think that not one of those sheep over there even bothered to look up at the sound of a shepherd that wasn't over their flock and this is how we have to be in the spirit we need to know Yeshua so what is our responsibility in how we deal with 
wolves that are coming to do what? They're clothed. Uh, they've got sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ferocious wolves. What are they coming to do? They're coming to devour you. They're coming to break you down severely. That That is their goal. That they Their intention from the beginning was your destruction. Their, their intention was division. Their, the, 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 the whole foundation of them was totally not for the good. It's not like they were working for the good and then they changed. So here's that pastor, I stand... You are a wolf in sheep's clothing. This is what you're involved in. This is Sunday morning. I'm proclaiming this. Everyone is in shock. I'm thrown on the grass virgin. I'm like, you know, Father, I just want to check out with you. Was that the right thing to do? Was I really meant to call him out prophetically and deal with this issue in the fellowship? And the Holy Spirit said, yes, what you did was right. It cost me relationships it cost me, uh, it actually cost me my home. I became homeless that night. I go back to my place after, a, you know, four or five hours of driving and praying. I go back to the little uh, apartment I was renting. And uh, as I drive into the drive, uh, it, this was a, like an apartment on a, a large house of a, a businessman who rented me his apartment in his house. His wife is throwing my stuff out of the window from the first floor, second floor, depending on what country you're in. But she's up there, flowing it down one one story, and all my stuff smashing, falling on the stones, falling on the patio, and there's you know she gets the drawer with my clothes you know and she's just flinging it dumping it out it's all hanging in the ivy on the tree you know coming down the wall i'm just walking up there picking stuff up and just praying in the spirit saying you know father hallelujah i never realized that bringing forth that word was going to cost me so much you know you're never coming back here again you can get out here uh, you know how dare you blah 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 and I'm just picking my stuff up and putting it in my car having no idea where I'm going to stay that night and you know the father took care of me uh, there was a local fellowship in the area that's uh, a member of that fellowship uh, g- gave me a place to stay I ended up staying there for three months But there's a cost. Well, anyway, those people thought I was crazy. How dare you? What do you think you're doing? But, you know, it was a year later that that it was discovered. Everything opened up exactly what this pastor was doing. And everything I prophesied was correct. You know, I didn't get one of them call me up and say, you know, we're so sorry how we treated you. Like even that woman that was throwing the stuff out of my window, she was one of the ladies that was having an affair with this pastor. And um, there was uh, there was probably over 20 plus marriages were destroyed within that fellowship. Now that is a wolf that is doing what? That's a ferocious wolf that's bringing forth destruction. His whole agenda in that place was not to bring the love of Yehovah. He wasn't there to care for the flock. He wasn't there for the interest and the needs of others. The whole reason he was there was for everything of what he wanted. He was devouring. He was eaten up. He was destroying. And look at all the families that were messed up something else. Welcome, Evelyn. Good to have you. And Sharon in Tobago, welcome. Good to have you join us tonight. So, you know, in the midst of this, as we are looking at these scriptures, you know, 
Um, uh, did did we read? Yeah, we did. Did we read? Did I get to Matthew chapter twenty four? I think I got there, but I don't know if we read it. Like I said, I just want us really hanging out tonight on this, and just you know, being an encouragement. Uh, verse ten of Matthew twenty four. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people because of the increase of wickedness and love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Hallelujah. What an incredible word, but also what a warning. You know, many false prophets will appear. Why? You know, because the love of many will grow cold. So what is the focus of our walk? You know, if we know that we are living in the end times, you know, we are living in these days. What is the warning that we are receiving from Yeshua? What is he saying? He's saying, here is the signs of the end of the age. This is what it's going to look like. But the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. The Father wants the testimony of the gospel of the kingdom to be revealed to the entire world in this end time. So what's the Father saying? That we have got to be people that will not turn away from the faith. We're not here to betray and hate each other. Let me tell you something. Look, I have a problem. When you have relationship with someone and then all of a sudden a spirit comes in and brings total destruction to that relationship as if you have never walked together and you recognize what is going on in the midst of this. How can someone be fellowshipping with you and the next minute be operating in such extreme hatred? Where does that come from? What is going on in the midst of that spirit being released? And, you know, we look at the life of Judas, you know. There is Judas. He is the treasurer. Interesting that Yeshua put him in that position. You know, one of the disciples that Yeshua chose. You know, we will always have people around us. Yes, it's okay. You know, this is why we don't need to be in fear and and concerned about, you know, every person that's around us. Listen, you're responsible to your character. You're responsible to live your life, uh, um, you know, where you're taking every thought captive. You're making it subject to the will of Yehovah. That, uh, you know, you're demolishing arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of Elohim. You are saying the knowledge of Elohim is the most important. And that is where I'm going to stand. And that's where I encourage you to be. You are not responsible to the manifestations and the fruits that takes place in the lives of another. They might come against you. But let me tell you something. If they're coming against you with so much hatred and evil, it's not the first time. It won't have been the first time. They will probably have a character flaw or character flaws will be developed within their life that that will be an ongoing thing. You know, I make a choice that, you know, I'm going to love people with the love of Yehovah, even in the midst where 
people turn on you and listen in leadership and in ministry and business and in family life and life we all everyone every walk of life we will all face the disappointment of you know it's what we call you know being stabbed in the back you know you ever been that oh you know that person you know we just walked I shared with them so many intimate things you know, I thought they were there. I thought they actually cared about the things in my life. And yet, through time, all of a sudden, they're stabbing me in the back. Now they're coming against me. They're, they're speaking venomously against me. You know, I shared before a number of weeks ago or whatever it was. Man, I tell you, look, we live in the life of sharing our faith. I can't remember when I shared this story, but, you know, when that guy came up to me in Charlotte, North Carolina, and kissed me on the cheek with, when I was with Haley and Hannah, you know, I don't know how many years ago, 18, 17 years ago, whatever, uh, 2002 or 2003. And he said, thank you so much for how much your ministry and your personal life has blessed me and blessed my family. It has radically transformed our faith walk. And we put a lot into this family and, and, and those that were around this family. We ministered the love of Yeshua. We cared for them genuinely. We poured a lot into them. Then something happens. He comes up in this morning after this fellowship I was speaking. And uh, he said, thank you so much for what you put into my life. And then he comes up, kisses me on the cheek. I have never had a man kiss me on the cheek unless you're in the Middle East and or in Spain and, you know, left, right, left, right stuff, you know. But, you know, in America or in Britain, there's nobody coming up kissing you on the cheek. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to happen. You know, hello, nice to meet you, shake your hands. You might get like a hug from the Pentecostal, you know. But uh, he kisses me on the cheek. He says, thank you so much. The very next day, he goes on a mission to do everything to destroy my ministry, my reputation, and everything. Now, what type of spirit is that? You know, what is going on in the midst of that? And here's Yeshua. What does he do? You know, he dips his uh, his bread in the hummus. Well, let's say it's hummus. We don't know what he dipped it in. It probably was hummus. And he, he dipped it, and he said, the one I give this to, is the one who's going to betray me, you know? And he hands it to Judas. And they're all thinking, what are you talking about? You know, you know, good old buddy Judas, you know? And then he gets up and leaves. And what's Yeshua doing? He is getting the leaven out. We've just gone through Passover. We're dealing with unleavened bread. Well, isn't it amazing that we don't have seven days of Passover we just have one night of Passover. But why is it we have all this preparation time before Passover and unleavened bread, making sure we're getting our house in order, clearing the place up around us. Then we have the Passover meal. Then we spend the next week, you know, we have a high Sabbath. Then we spend the next week. What are we doing? We're dealing with the leaven within. Father, deal with the sin within. Help us, Father, deal with who we are that we may be of good character. And look, you might be dealing with mental issues you might be dealing with you know you might have come from an abusive background where you have been so battered and uh, damaged that as you're coming to faith it's a it's a tough journey you know 
coming through this difficulty. You know, and I counsel and spend much time with people who have faced traumatic events in their life, from abuse to, uh, you know, mistreatment that, that has almost taken them to, to suicide and self-destruction and self-harm and uh, because of the abuse and the things that's happened. And listen, it's a journey coming through this. If, if you're in pain, if you're, if, you are, uh, if you're personally hurt, that's the people who will hurt people. If you are filled with the love of Yehovah and you are healed, you're emotionally healed. And, you know, that's why I wanted to share the importance of this scripture. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of Elohim, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Messiah. What is the purpose in doing this? The Father promises, if you come to Messiah that he will put you back in your right mind. This is part of being the new creation. So, you know, if you're all scattered all over there and, and you struggle with severe anxiety, you struggle. Listen, if you are determined, if you're determined that you will press in to know Yehovah, to walk in his freedom, he will bring you to a restored mind. How do I know that? Because the Word and us presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice is such a key to this transformation taking place. And salvation is the work of transformation. It says in verse 12, uh, chapter 12 of Romans, verse 1, Therefore I urge you, in view of Elohim's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, it's holy and pleasing to Elohim. It's your spiritual act of worship. Don't conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed with the renewing of your mind. Listen, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can be free. So if you're being devoured by wolf and sheep's clothing that are seeking to pull you down and to destroy you, you know, what, what is their focus? Their focus is to scatter and divide. If you see that divisive spirit in operation, if you see instead of uh, love, joy, and peace inside mind, if you see a spirit of confusion coming forth, uh, from from relationships around you, then we, we ask, Father, give us balance. Help us renew our mind. And, you know, let's walk together with others and lead people into the fullness of truth. You know, today was a prime example. You know, I go outside with Haley to walk the dog. And, uh, you know, it's Independence Day here in Israel. If you're on my Facebook page, you would have seen that Joey had a special message my dog was actually speaking today. He was uh, speaking. Of, I recorded it on uh, on my iPhone so that you could uh, hear what he had to say about what he ate on Independence Day and, and stuff. But anyway, we're walking down the street, 
And we walked down the street, and because we have not got together in the amphitheater for the big celebration, our whole community here in Casaria, thousands of us, we all gather together. It's a huge party, and it's all paid for by the community. The whole event is free if you're from here. It's free of charge. And uh, we just have an awesome time, and it's a great night. Well, anyway, because of uh, COVID-19, no one's going anywhere. We're on big lockdown here. So, you know... What what did we have to do? Well, everyone's got to stay in their homes. So our community brought uh, a whole truck and, you know, they just brought, you know, a whole uh, event to the whole, every street within the community. They just drove around the streets and everyone came out of their houses. We all stood at the end of the road and we just had that 15, 20 minutes where we all celebrated together. Everyone's got, well, not everyone's got social <laughs> distancing. That wasn't really going on, you know. Maybe a few people were touching elbows and stuff like that. A few people had masks on. But we just all gathered and, yeah, we just danced and, you know, we just, it was just a bit of time of joy of your neighbors in the community to say hello. But Joey, man, I tell you, as that truck is pulling around with the music blasting off it, the big stage and everything, the guy's singing, Joey is freaking out. He's like, man, this, this guy is coming to kill us. Why? He's just going crazy. And I'm holding him and he's like, he's fighting me, trying to get away. I've got to get out of here. We're going to die. You know, but his perspective wasn't right. He didn't understand what was going on. And sometimes we can be in situations and, you know, we're thinking, ah, it's a wolf. Oh, this is bad. And, oh, what's coming? What's happening? Because of our own personal anxiety. What trauma have we been through? How do we get to the place of discernment? You know, uh, my dog was attacked uh, probably just over a year ago, severely attacked, nearly killed. And, you know, the trauma that, that the, the Jack Russell has been through, you know, he's never been the same since. You know, he struggles with this. So he's like all freaked out and everything. But as I held him while all this was happening, he eventually just calmed down and thought, oh, it's not here to harm me. So we don't need false cries um, we, we don't need false uh, shouts of wolf, wolf, wolf when it's not a wolf. You know, we need discernment. So we need to come to the place where we are growing in the spirit. Hallelujah. It says in First John chapter 4, let's turn there. Um, I am uh, looking at, uh, yeah, some of you saw that with my doggy today, yeah. <laughs> I heard of a donkey talking before, but not a dog. Yeah, my dog talks. Can you believe it? <laughs> anyway, hallelujah. First John, where are we going? First John chapter 4. Uh, dealing with false and lying spirits. Dear friends, uh, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from Elohim. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world, this is how you can recognize uh, the spirit of Elohim. Every spirit that acknowledges that Yeshua the Messiah has come in the flesh is from Elohim. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Yeshua is not from Elohim. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. Now, 
You know, this is an interesting portion of Scripture because yesterday, as we came to the end of our session yesterday, I talked about the angel of light. I talked about um, that I am proud and blessed to be an Israeli citizen. I deal with Zionism, modern-day Zionism, biblical Zionism, and how we see it in Scripture. We want to know what is truth that is doing what, acknowledging that Yeshua has come in the flesh from Elohim. Modern-day Zionism has an anti-Messiah, an anti-Christ spirit, and the whole foundation in its makeup, in the roots of what it stands for, is against the Messiah. Its whole system is against the Messiah. Yes, it uses the word Zion, and that's about the only biblical thing that comes from it. So you can get caught up, even though, like I said, I am blessed to be Israeli. You know, it isn't. You know, I'm blessed to be in this land for such a time as this. I am here to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom and lift up His name in this land to the people of Israel, to fellow citizens of Israel, uh, you know, to minister the love of truth to this land. But we have to recognize the spirit of what is going on. I am praying for biblical Zionism to be released in this land, that there will be a revival, not in rabbinical Judaism, but there will be a revival in Messiah, that's what our call is. It is the renewed covenant, Jeremiah chapter 31. That's what we are here for. That's what we are standing on. So we recognize that's a false spirit. But in the midst of it, it doesn't mean that we deny the importance of being citizens of this nation any more than your country, where you're from, and the difficulties in the heads of nations and how uh, countries are being run that all of us are a part of. The world is full of godless leaders, okay? There is a few leaders out there that are seeking to do the will of Yehovah, but the reality is there's many that are not seeking to do the will of Yehovah. So as I come against modern-day Zionism and its systems, I come against abortion, I come against the, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to stand that our nation will give free abortions to the girls in the IDF. That is an affront. That is human sacrifice. That is against the will of Yehovah. I want to come against uh, the welcoming that the, the leaders of our nation welcome the homosexuals to say, we welcome you. We want you to be here. You know, you come and do your your parades in our cities. You know, welcome. You know, gay parades in Jerusalem? Come on. Gay parades in Tel Aviv? Come on. What's happening? Why are our national leaders welcoming these people in to bring their lawlessness into this nation. So we don't stand for those things. So what do we do? We want to recognize that which is from Elohim. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Yeshua is not from Elohim. This is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard is coming and even now it is already in the world. Why? It's the spirit of the Antichrist. The spirit of Antichrist is at work right now. You dear children are from Elohim and have overcome because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. 
they are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. So listen, we don't have to stand up and spend all our time coming against what's going on in the political realm. This is what the world, this is the viewpoint of the world. This is how, this is what modern day democracy is all about. It's not theocracy, a nation under Elohim. That's not what it is. It is democracy. It's where the people vote. So if the people are extremely wicked, they're going to vote extremely wicked leaders to, to lead them. That's what democracy is about. If the people are righteous, then the governments will be more righteous you know if you know it's in the weights and the scales you know to what side things will fall if you get a happy medium or whatever we are from elohim verse 6 and whoever knows elohim listens to us but whoever is not from elohim does not listen to us this is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood so if someone is leading you down the worldly road which is engaging other religions. That could be yoga, um, Christian yoga. How can you get such a thing? It doesn't exist. Every position in yoga is a sign of worship to another god. So, you know, anyway. But what we're dealing with is we're dealing with getting falsehood out, dealing with falsehood, recognizing wolf in sheep's clothing. So we don't have to be running around paranoid every five minutes. The, the, the question is, are we spending time in the Spirit? Are we pressing in? I love what it says there. You, dear children, are from Elohim and have overcome them. What? The, the world and the spirit of Antichrist and all that is false. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So no matter what you're facing, you know, we've got to watch out for false prophets, false teachers, you know, those who will lead us on a path away from truth. And that's how we discern. Go back and study what people teach. If they're leading away from truth, if something's not right, go to them and say, I'm, I'm listening to this message. This is what you're saying in this message. I believe that this is contrary to what the scripture teaches. Um, can we talk about it? If they want to talk about it, you know, look, I'm not saying we have to agree on everything. We can have different understanding on things that aren't salvational issues. But if you are finding someone is leading someone down a false path, then we do have the right to challenge them in what is being said. This is one of the reasons why I love to travel and go to the nations. Because if the Father has truly given me a word of truth, that's changing my life, then I should be able to go to that, uh, go to the nations and go to other leaders and other uh, uh, fellowships and other groups and, and be known by others. I'd be able to spend time where we share like we do now online, we interact. And, you know, let's test the word. Let's test the word. And, you know, it should be tested. And if things that we are teaching are things that we think are truth, if someone comes along to us and evenly divides the scripture to say what you are walking in is not truth and this is why, then you have to weigh up those words. Why? Because in the counsel of many there is safety. Now, we're not walking in the counsel of the wicked. 
We're talking about godly counsel. In the counsel of many, there is wisdom. We need elders in the body of Messiah to rise up. Why do we have so much scattering in division? Some people are waking up to the truth and they've just got to get away from their what they thought was a nice home Christian environment. Then all of a sudden they realize, wait a second, you people are not speaking the truth. And when I talk to you about it, your response is, I don't really think that uh, this fellowship is the right fit for you. You ever heard anyone say that to you? Well, I don't really think that this is the right fellowship. We just want to give you the left foot of fellowship pretty much. We just want to say blessings, but, uh, you know, go fellowship with someone else because, you know, how you're walking is not what we teach, you know? So we're not called to be in isolation. We're called to be in community. So how do we get into that place of community? Because in the counsel of others, there is safety. And, uh, you know, the Father's doing such a shaking. He is lifting the veil off the eyes of so many people that he's revealing so much truth to leaders uh, and to individuals all over the world. He has taken us into new dimensions in the Spirit. And he's not taken us into something that is unfamiliar or unknown. He has taken us back and he's untangling those lies that have got embedded within what we call truth. It's getting that Catholicism, that Protestant Christianity system, get them out of our lives and let's get back to the true foundation. But please, let's walk this walk together so that we can be in a place of safety on this journey. One of the main reasons why I broadcast is to bring stability in the midst of the turmoil of what people face as they are coming back to the roots of the faith. How do we bring stability? How do we bring the love of Yehovah to minister into the hearts of people at this time? And that's very important to me. That is that is my heart and one of the main reasons why we do the things that we do. Because we love and we care for people. We want to see his kingdom come and his will done. Hallelujah. In Second uh, Peter chapter two, verse uh, one, I uh, will just read you know the first few verses. It says, "But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Yehovah who brought uh, who bought them." bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into dispute. And their greed, um, in their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. What an interesting scripture we see here. Because what we're recognizing, we're recognizing that this this wolf, what we saw there back in Matthew chapter 7, listen, you are not going to pick good fruit from a thorn bush, okay? You know, a, a thorn bush can never bear good fruit. False teachers can never bear good fruit. What are they seeking to do? They want to introduce destructive heresies, denying the sovereign 
Lord. What do they want to do? They want to take you away from your reliance on Yahovah. Don't worry about what the Word says. You know, I'll never forget ministering to this uh, uh, international prophet. He had this big word that was worldwide. And this was his answer. I can't give you a biblical backup to understand this word this revelation that God has given me. But this word is so powerful, and even though it can't be backed up in Scripture, this is what God told me. You know, when he comes back, he will reveal that this is truth. So because of who I am, I'm telling you just to believe me on the credibility of who I am, and that when Jesus comes, Yeshua comes, he's going to tell you that this is truth. Now, listen, there should be extreme warnings, but, you know, the very fact that an international leader can stand on the stage of the world and broadcast to the nations such a statement concerning a, a vision and a word that he had received is very concerning. It's very concerning. What am I going to do with that type of word? I'm going <laughs> to, you know, look, I got to spend time with this individual. And I said, look, I have a problem with that type of teaching because what I would be doing in that situation, I'm throwing away the vision and I'm not even going to teach it. If I can't find it backing up in the scripture, I'm not going to tell someone, oh, you just wait when the Messiah returns. He'll tell you that everything I'm saying is truth. That is a sign of a false prophet. That's a sign of a false word. But what, why, are so, why are so many people uh, um, uh, fixed on... Uh, those types of people who are doing what? They're introducing destructive heresies. You know, they're, they're bringing extra biblical things, which are doing what? Leading people away from the truth, which brings forth what? Destruction. That's what it means to bring forth destruction. Many will follow their shameful ways. Why? Because our foundation is not based on the scripture. That's why we need to know the word. We have to press in. Hallelujah. We have got to press in uh, in the spirit so we get this. You know, what is going to happen to Satan in the end? Hasatan. It says in Revelation chapter 20 verse 10, And Hasatan, who deceived them, was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown, they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Hallelujah. So we have to recognize that we uh, are able to test. It says in Luke chapter 6, just 26, it says, Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. Man, look at the, the message of Jeremiah, what he went through when he was speaking. He was speaking a word against all the other prophets of the day. Why? Because many people were just speaking words to tingling ears just to make people feel good. But, you know, what we need is we need the word that comes in that challenges us. And is this word bringing us back to the fullness of Yehovah, bringing us back to truth? So when you see the characteristics of an individual and it's coming with deception, it's coming with lies, it's, and it's, its mission is to scatter and destroy, then we need to pray for the
important that we get that. And one of the main reasons why I want to share this message is I want us to get to the place where we are not afraid. Because you come out of a system, you come into revelation and you find out those you're fellowshipping with are going in a different direction and they're not teaching the full truth because our fathers have told us lies. It's what we read in the book of Jeremiah. Whoa, our fathers have told us lies. It's not because they woke up in the morning and thought, I'm going to deceive you. They, their generation, 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 they were just sharing what they felt was truth. Then all of a sudden, we wake up to what the truth is. And that's why we're seeing so many people being realigned as the Father is unraveling us from so much false teaching. That's the day in which we are living. So in the midst of this environment, my encouragement to you is don't because of the hurt and pain of what you've been through as the Father's unraveling and revealing his truth and bringing you uh, out into uh, the fullness of his word and, and bringing us back to the roots of the faith. Listen, don't shut yourself off to some little corner where you don't trust others. But let's build a community by the spirits of like-minded people so we can grow and be encouraged and always use uh, as a rule to identify those we fellowship. You know, are we being brought continually back to what the scripture says? Are we spending time on the counsel of the word or are we being taught from outside sources, worldly sources, Talmudic sources, Zora, um, you know, the Mishnah, whatever it would be, you know, even the Baptist Journal or whatever, or the Catholic Times or, or whatever, or, you know, Jehovah Witness Watchtower or whatever. What source are we receiving our instructions from? Are we continually being brought back to what the Word says? Are we learning how to handle that which is real? And I want to encourage you. I really believe that this is the day where the Father is binding his body together. He is binding us together. He's bringing forth his encouragement. He's setting the captives free. If you're in a place of anxiety, if you're in fear and through the mist of this journey of rediscovering the roots of your faith, if it's shaking you to the core where you don't even know where you stand concerning salvation... I just, you know, listen, if you want if you want a phone call, if you need someone to talk to on this, then email me, Kenny at bulldozeoffaith.com. We are here. We'll we'll spend time. Sometimes we need that interaction, that connection, just to share what's really going on in the heart, you know? So we can deal with things, so we can get things. If you haven't got someone locally that you can talk to on these issues, then you just send an email. Put your phone number in there. Tell me what time zone, what part of the world you're in. And we will have that conversation. We'll spend that time. And we will get focused back in the Word. And this is what we have to do. We have to be an encouragement through the midst of it. Um, the other thing I was... Uh, uh, let me just have a look here. Yeah, you know, we were in Second uh, Corinthians, and as as we were over there, um, one of the things I had uh, my hand in on, you know, we're talking about Second Corinthians chapter 10, about taking the thought captive. Well, listen, how do I take the thought captive? You know, I remember being in a Bible school class many, many years ago, 
and um, it was Alan uh, Hewitt, I think his name was, he was teaching on this verse, and we're going through this session on this verse, and he's, no, maybe it was, maybe it was, yeah, I think it was Alan Hewitt, uh, in the UK and Wales, and uh, he's English, and he, he came up with this example, and he said, he said, I see this lasso, you know, cowboy stuff, you know, for you Texans that are on, you know what I'm talking about. And, you know, you take that lasso and he says, what I do is I, 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 I get that lasso and I take the thought and whoa, I get hold of that thought and then I bring it in. I take it captive. And then what do I do? I make it subject and obedient to Yehovah. I'm going to make sure that it is come under the knowledge of Messiah. I want the purity of what's going on within my mind. And and listen, the mind is the place where the enemy wants to plant seeds. It's where false teachers, false prophets, they want to uh, they want to plant lies within your mind to deceive you, to take you away from the truth. And, you know, so we've got to take the thought captive. We've got to test things. But like I said, one of the blessings of salvation is that he will bring us to a place of a steadfast mind. So if if you feel like your mind is shattered because of past life events, I've got news for you. The more you move in the things of the spirit, you know, I'm just I'm just reminded of Bradley Stewart, you know. He lives in California right now from South Africa. He had cerebral palsy, you know. I met him in Jerusalem in uh, 2002 and his testimony in his life is incredible you know with cerebral palsy they told him you know in his childhood when he was young you're not going to amount to anything you're not going to be anything you know your mind you you can't speak you can't communicate you can't you're never going to be able to do any of these things and basically you know this is just who you are and you're just going to have to just accept that and this is who you are But there was something in him. He came alive in the Holy Spirit. He loved the word of Yehovah. And when I met him in 2002, he's an international preacher of the gospel. You've never seen such a heart. I love (laughs) um, Bradley Stewart. I love his heart from Yoda Ministries. Man, he he, he just was so passionate and he wrote training courses, discipleship courses, teaching courses, deep courses on growing in Yehovah. And this is from some, his speech started to get better. He, you know, he started to be able to function and communicate and he would be able to go into whole teaching sessions and travel all over the world and minister day after day after day with cerebral palsy. And in the midst of the, the disability within his flesh, his mind was supernaturally transformed. And the renewing of the mind is part of the promise that we receive in salvation. So the question is, what did Brad? Uh, what did uh, uh, Bradley do? What was the foundation of what he did? He renewed his mind in the Word. He got hold of this scripture, and he thought, you know, look, the school system doesn't even believe in me. They don't even want me to learn. They don't want me to do anything. Everyone's rejected me. No one is for me. There's no one around me lifting me up only God and he just took his time and he got in the word and God gave him revelation gave him transformation he super 
naturally transformed his life. So it doesn't matter where you're at, what you feel, what level of brokenness you have been at, how much damage these false teachers, false prophets, lying deceivers that have sought to break, destroy you, pull you down. Listen, if you belong to Yehovah, he's going to come and rescue you. He's going to wrap his arms around you and he will bring you to the place of restoration. So as we look at false teachers, false prophets leading away, what do I want us to get out of today? I want us to get out of today that we don't have to be anxious. We don't have to get to that place where we are so isolated that the enemy can devour us. Because, you know, how does a wolf operate? Let's take that sheep. Let's get him out on his own. <laughs> you know, what's that scripture? You know, he leads us uh, uh, like sheep. Um, what's the one? Uh, I'm just looking at some quotes, see if I can get it to come up. Um Uh, when he sends us out, um, uh, what's the scripture? Do do do. I can't remember what the scripture is. Um, if you don't know the scripture, you know where it where it talks about uh, how Yeshua he sends you out as. Uh, as sheep amongst the the wolves, and it says that we have to be, uh, what's the the actual word? It says you have to be as wise as serpents, you know. But you know we are sent out as sheep. It's like you know you're totally vulnerable in this environment. We take this message into a wicked, and evil world, and even though we walk out, and we just you know we're you know we're like sheep. As we walk out, someone give me that scripture. Look it up. Uh, um, yeah, he sends you a sheep amongst the wolves, but just give me that scripture so we can turn to that reference. It's in the book of Matthew somewhere, but I'll let you, I'll let someone find it uh, as we're as we're talking. And uh, you know, it's recognizing that greater is He that is in us than He that's in the world. He cares for us, so it doesn't matter about being vulnerable. This is what I love about walking the life. I don't have all the answers. I don't have it all together. I just know that I am called to yield to him. Yes, Sandy, be wise as serpents, gentle as doves. That's right. Let me just uh, throw it in here. I'll call. Um... Yeah, Matthew chapter 10. Okay. If we just turn to there. You know, like I said, the most important thing that I want us to get, uh, you know, from this. Uh, yeah, it says in verse 16, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to local councils and flog you in their synagogues on my account. You will be brought before governors and kings um, as witnesses to them and to the, the, the nations. But 
When they arrest you, do not worry about what you will say or how you will say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Hallelujah. It talks about brother will betray brother to death, and father his child, and children will rebel against their parents. You know, and have them put to death, and so on and so forth, right? I don't want to read through all of this, but we know that portion of Scripture, and just look at that portion of Scripture. But what we see is, yes, as we walk in the truth of the gospel, there is going to be conflict around us. But if we master the renewing of our mind and how to yield to him, we can have security in the midst of any storm. On Yeshua the Messiah, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. So we stand upon the rock. So I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you. Yes, there is lots of false teaching. There is lots of wolves out there. There is people that want to devour. How do we determine if someone is walking in the way? Instead of gossiping lies against people of Elohim. If people are taking people away from truth and taking them into another gospel, don't walk with those people. But if you are finding yourself walking in the ways of the scripture and always being brought back to the scripture, that's a place of safety and of care. And over all of it, listen, we have got to come to the place where we don't trust man. You know, it's not about, you know, we don't trust man. Look, you can't even trust yourself. Listen, this is why we have to yield. This is why we've got to get into the presence of Yahovah. That the 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 the, con, the, the, the blessings of, of you know the fragrance and knowledge of Messiah and everything you know will manifest within our lives and bring forth life. You know, we want to see the victory of Yeshua within our lives. That's what we want to see. Hallelujah. We recognize that the world is going to bring forth trouble. Yes, Lola, she put uh, John chapter 14, 27 there, which is a good verse. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you uh, as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, receive the peace. Don't let your hearts be troubled. So tonight... If you are hurt and damaged because of how people have treated you as you seek to walk on the path of truth, then I just want to proclaim healing over your life tonight. Just come into a place of healing right now. Just receive from him. And let's yield to uh, the Holy Spirit. Let's recognize that he is our comforter. You know, in chapter 14, what's it talking about? I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. He will be your counselor. He will be your teacher. He will remind you of everything that the Messiah has said and will show you what is to come. So that's really my sharing of encouragement, you know, the importance. You know, when it comes to taking the thought captive, more than anything, we've got to get to that place where we recognize that it is our job to put our house in order in line with the Spirit. If you will take every thought, not just a thought, every thought captive, you will start to see the way before you will become far more secure. If you're broken, 
gone through trauma because of life events, abuse, tragedy, different things that you are faced in, then I just release just uh, the comforting power of the Ruach HaKodesh over your life right now. And just let's get on the journey. Come on, step by step. Let's get on the journey. You know, when the sheep goes off and is doing what it shouldn't be doing, what does the shepherd do? Breaks his legs and he has to hold that sheep on his shoulders until those legs get better. And guess what? That sheep gets to spend time personally with the shepherd. And then when that sheep gets put down after the leg is broken and is healed, that sheep is going to be loyal to the shepherd. It's going to know him personally. And this is what we want. We want to know you, Father. I want to know you, Father, more and more. And the more we walk on this journey, you know, I've been walking uh, since 1983. I've been walking with God since 1983. Let me tell you something. Every day, I'm more challenged today than I've ever been challenged in my life. I need him as much, if not more today, than what I needed in 1983. I love to be in his presence. Why? Because I choose to be on the front line ministering the gospel. I'm going to be faced with challenges. I'm going to be faced with trials. I'm going to be faced with opposition, troubles, uh, attacks. There's so much to deal with in this place. But I have learned what it means to be still before him. I've learnt what it means to align myself with the word. I'm not going to get carried away with uh, the lies of man. You know, <laughs> he loves you. He cares for you. This is a beautiful day. This is a beautiful moment for us not to be afraid and not to be in fear, that the Father will give us a discernment of what is truth and what is not truth, and that we can minister the love of Yehovah and bring protection to the body of Messiah as we share correctly in accordance with the Scripture. So let's keep in the guidelines of the Word of Yehovah, and let's live our lives to lift up His name. I hope you've been encouraged and blessed with the message today as, you know, we're just kind of just hanging out today, not really had too much formats or really looking at where to go. But, you know, I love the body of Messiah. I love his presence. But more than his presence, I love his face. And I want to know him. Yes, his presence is here because he is with us, but I seek your face. I don't seek your hand. I seek your face, Father. I want to know you. I want to be intimate with you so that I know who you are, and I invite you to work through my life to bring transformation to this generation. May the name of Yeshua be known to this generation through each and every one of our lives. Hallelujah. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the message tonight. I hope that it has been inspiring. Um, if anyone's got any questions, um, then just fire away right here. Uh, keep it on topic um, if you can, if if you've got uh, uh, anything you want uh, to email me, I'm just going to write the email in here. Um, it's Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. If you're watching on podcast, Kenny at b u double l d o z e r f a i t h dot com. 
Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. If you need support and you're in a place and you don't have someone that you can talk to concerning counseling or things that you need, then feel free to email because we are here. Uh, this is this is what our ministry is about. Uh, we are here to minister the love of Yeshua, uh, and we are here. If you've been blessed and encouraged with the message, uh, this is also a link where you can support the ministry and the things that we do uh, as we minister. Keep in prayer for what we're doing next door for uh, helping women and domestic abuse violence that we can have a, a shelter safe um, haven. We are pushing very hard to get things launched. We're talking with groups right now to release people to come to the property. We still need the resources to make sure that we are able to fund those who come uh, for clothing, for food, and for all the needs that need to come into um, helping uh, those that are in very dangerous situations uh, to find a safe haven. So keep that in prayer. We appreciate that. Okay, so let's just have a look at some of the messages here um, so that if there's anything that we need to talk about, that's great. Uh, Paula said she desperately needed this message today. I've been struggling with taking um, the the condemning thoughts captive. Thank you, Brother Kenny. Amen. Hallelujah, Paula. Thank you, Father. Uh, Sharon said I sent you an email a couple of weeks ago. All right, excellent. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know... If I got that email, can you just forward that email to my email address, Kenny at Bulldozer Faith? Sometimes emails, maybe it hasn't got through. Um, and yeah, if you send that through, then uh, I will get that and I will respond to you. Thank you, Father. Uh, is there any prayer requests we have on this subject? You know, um, you know. Look, I, I, we have we have Wilson Sheep's clothing who don't have the fruit of the Spirit. Then we also have rebellious. People who are making a mess of things that just need correction and repentance to get online. So just because someone is on this destructive path, it doesn't mean that they're not saved and they're not God's children. It just means they're in rebellion. And we've just got to bring them back in line to minister the love of Yeshua to bring them through. Hallelujah. So, you know, as we look at false teachers, false prophets, what we're looking for is that pattern that has gone on and on and on. And we start to recognize what the fruit is within that life and how they are walking their life. You know, I praise Yehovah. We've been in ministry. I've been married 20, uh, how many years have I been married? 28 years, 92 28 years, hallelujah, what a blessing. And through our entire married life, we've been in ministry serving Yehovah. And it has been a blessing to have ministered on local levels, on international levels, all over the nations of the world, and to minister in the hearts of so many. What an experience it has been. What a joy, what a journey. And, you know, this is our life for the rest of our life, the fruit the lives that have been changed, the lives that have been in impacted, what a blessing. Uh, it's awesome. Okay. I've got uh, Rice says, Brother Kenny, please continue to pray for my daughter, Sabrina, Sabrina, uh, who has lupus. Okay, well, let's come together corporately together 
right now. Father, we just want to come together and we pray over Sabrina right now. We come against this lupus disease in Yeshua's name. And we say, get off our life in Yeshua's name. By the stripes of Yeshua, you are supernaturally healed. We speak forth the healing power of Yeshua over her life today in Yeshua's name. We ask you, Father, to do a mighty work of miracles in our midst, in and around us, in our families. Bring transformation to our families in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. If you're watching right now and you're going through uh, sickness, and I just want to invite you, put your hands on the part of the body where you're sick. We're going to minister the healing power of Yeshua right now. Father, we want to lift up the sick amongst us, and we ask you, Father, that, that you will bring deliverance and healing. Father, for whatever people are facing, and just type on the the message if there's something that you are facing, just type it on the message. Even if you're watching this back later, if there's something you're going through that you're believing for healing, just type it on the message, and we just will proclaim together that it go in Yeshua's name. So as people are laying their hands on their body where it's sick, we say be made whole now in Yeshua's name. It is by the stripes of Yeshua. Father, we thank you for sending your son. We thank you for the work of Yeshua, that he has come to make us whole, that he has come to bring restoration to our mind. I break the spirit of anxiety. I come against mental health disorders. Come off your people in Yeshua's name. We come against uh, the addictions to pharmacia in Yeshua's name. Any form of drugs or alcohol addictions, come off in Yeshua's name. Come off. Father, we want to be in our right mind. We want to flow and function in your kingdom. We thank you, Father, that the renewing of the mind is a challenge that you have called us to, that you expect us to walk in. And Father, as we come before you today, we ask you to take us on this journey to bring transformation And if you can take Bradley Stewart from cerebral palsy, where he can't even function, can hardly string his words together, you can raise him up to be an international teacher in the nations, then you can bring restoration and transformation into my life. Father, we just commit these things to you, and we ask you, Father, for supernatural healing in Yeshua's name. Over Sandy, that broken shoulder, we just say, go, uh, be healed right now. Uh, All uh, breakage, just come back in order right now in Yeshua's name. For hot flushes as well, we just speak hormonal order and, and blessings over our life right now. We say these hot flushes to go in Yeshua's name. We've got Paula praying for arthritis. Father, we speak to those joints right now and we just say arthritis we we just we 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 command you to all those calluses to to just melt to dissolve in Yeshua's name I pray father that you will deliver her from arthritis scoliosis as well uh, and bulging discs we speak over her back supernatural order father that you will bring order that you will uh, bring life and we speak wholeness over you tonight paula in yeshua's name we thank you father hallelujah barbara says please continue to pray for my son um getting getting for healing of mind body and soul yes hallelujah 
for for Gaten, Hope I'm saying that right. We just we we ask you, Father, to bring transformation to his mind, that you will supernaturally transform him, that he will walk in your ways, that you will save his soul, that you will bring him to a place of victory in Messiah. Thank you, Father. We worship you. Hallelujah. Well, I will go over the comments and things after the broadcast. Uh, just after the broadcast, what we do is I get things organized to be uh, uploaded to podcast. If you enjoy this message, you can go on iTunes under podcast. Just put in Bulldozer Faith or Kenny Russell Daily Devotion and you'll see the podcast come up for each day. And what's good about that is you can play these messages back and be encouraged where you can also be checking your email, you can be on Facebook, you know, you can be, you know, cooking the dinner, uh, clearing up, you know, painting the garage, you know, painting a room, whatever you're, you're doing. Sometimes it's a lot easier to operate with podcasts than it is through video on social media. So we make that option available. You can check that out. But uh, it's been a joy to be with you all today and uh, I can't wait till tomorrow. I can't wait for us to get together tomorrow and see what the Father is going to do. I want to thank you for watching. Until next time, shalom, shalom. See you tomorrow.